Welcome back to the Ring 'em Up podcast, episode two. Here, Carlos, how are we doing today? You know, man, we're doing all right. Uh, played our first men's league game. Felt, felt like I got hit by a bus. If you ask me why, it's because I threw ten pitches off the mound. Hey, ten pitches nowadays feels like you just threw a full nine inning game oh with a, a one nothing ball game. It, it'll it'll get to you, man. It'll get to you for sure. You don't throw a baseball for a year and. My goodness, do bad things happen. Oh, man. Well, Carlos, a little bit of feedback from the first episode here. First of all, introduce yourself, kind of your background with the game of baseball, just what what got you into it. Yeah, so played baseball my whole life. I mean, you know, grew up in the Little League and played the whole Babe Ruth high school ball. Played a little bit of Juco ball for two years at uh, Utah State Eastern down in Price, Utah. And that was about that. Had a, you know, some, some shoulder, some shoulder issues, you know, throughout my career. And here we are in the men's league now. And, you know, that's all I could ask for. Sunday league, baby, don't get much better than that. Absolutely nowadays. not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> well, Carlos, uh, we've gotten through a full uh, week and a half, uh, going into our second full week of baseball. How you kind of seeing things so far? I mean, you got to be amazed with what the Rays are doing at this point in the season? You know, it's amazing to see, but you got to understand, I'm a Yankees fan. Seeing the Rays start off 10-0, and 0, it's not tough. good. That's, That's not good for us. That's tough, man. I mean, the Rays come out. Dude, I don't, I don't understand how they do it. You really aren't spending any money over there, but yet you get a pitching rotation that just comes out from out of nowhere every year, and guys that just hit like there's no tomorrow. I mean... Randy Rosarena, obviously Wander Franco, really kind of is he know. their highest paid player? He is right, or my Wander Franco? Yeah, yeah, Wander Franco is their highest paid player. Got that eleven? Is it that eleven year deal? I think he signed like back in '01. I want or '21. I yeah. want to say eleven years, one hundred and eighty-two million dollars. God, he didn't even pay that guy. That's the devil race here. That's any other team would have given him over 200. Oh, easily 250, probably. These guys said, "Yeah, we'll give you 180," and he stuck around. He's 22 years old. Yeah, man, that's awesome for them. I mean, honestly, but yeah, I mean, 10 and 0. I mean, it's it's very very interesting to see how they're doing. That NL East all around is doing pretty well for the most part. I think you got what like four teams still over 500. Obviously, you're 10 games into the season, but. Uh, uh, Toronto's over 500. The Yankees are obviously over 500. You got them. And I want to say, is it the Reds or, no, or the Orioles, I believe, are over 500 as well by a game, too. So, yeah. It, I mean, it all boils down to Tampa Bay's pitching. I mean, their starters have been just unhittable. You got Jeffrey Springs, 2 and 0, 0 ERA. You got Shane McClanahan, 2 and 0, with a 1.5. Drew Rossman since two and zero with no with a zero ERA, and then Zach Eflin, who they picked up this offseason, is two also two and zero. That's probably their worst pitcher too, is that guy. And then you also got Tyler Glass now, just patiently sitting back, oh, waiting, getting ready to come back too. Yeah, he's, he's in, in the lab getting ready, and he's like, well, why should I have to hurry if these guys are taking care of no business reason. themselves then, over there? And then you just get into that bullpen, and it's nothing but dudes who are disgusting. Oh, here's ninety eight with sinking action. I mean, every guy out of that. Braves bullpen is disgusting. Every single one of them. And you don't know any of their names, I guarantee it. That's probably very true. I mean, one thing, I mean, a lot of people are kind of talking bad on the schedule that they've played. The the Tigers, they've played uh, the Nationals, they played the A's. 
and I get it. You know what I mean? Not the best caliber teams, probably the three, maybe the three worst teams in the league. Right. But I mean, but at, at the end of the day, they are major league teams. Correct. You and do got to go out there and still play these games. Correct. And if you are going to be that really, really good team, you kind of have to go out there and handle business against these teams, right? Which I mean, they have. I exactly. Mean, you know what I'm saying? So They have the highest run differential by, I don't even know, a lot. That and the lowest. I mean, you got Randy Orozarena obviously helping carry the team. Wander Franco, like we said, really helping out with this team and really, you know, putting his name out there, showing people why they signed him and why he was rated the number one prospect at one point in his life as well. Well, and you got Yandy Diaz hitting bombs before people even take their seats. <laughs> I mean, Lead, leading off with some some dingers out there. Yeah, it's definitely definitely fun to see these guys, man. They're definitely uh, doing a whole lot right now. We'll see how long they can take it and see how see how far they can keep this streak going, man. It's it's fun to see for sure. Absolutely. So, what about these last weekend series? I mean, there was a couple that we were kind of really keeping an eye on. We had that Padres Braves one that we were watching when we did the last episode. Um, obviously, that was going to be the big series, and the Padres took three of the four from the Braves there. You know, very intense the whole way through. But anything that kind of stuck out to you from that one there? Yeah, I mean, it, it is impressive for San Diego to take three or four, but the Braves are also a hurt team right now. I mean, they got Mike Soroka on the DL or on the aisle, I should say. They well, have, to be fair, though, Soroka hasn't been there since, what, like 2020 or I'm, 2021? Right, but he's still he's still a guy. Well, I mean, definitely, but they they've have done the, it without him. Correct. They have the NL Rookie of the Year on the bench to Michael Harris. I mean, they it's not they're yeah. not fully healthy. He did get hurt. And, I mean, the Padres are – I believe a full go. I mean, they have Joe Musgrove on the IL and Tatis down in minor league ball. But apart from that, San Diego's, you know, a full team as regards to the Braves. They're not. I guess Tatis only has about, what, 10 more games of suspensions and then he'll be back in that lineup. Yeah, I think April 20th, I believe, is his when he's due back, when he's able to return. Where do you think Tatis sits in that lineup? Where do you think they try to fit him in there? I mean, because you have... A Bogarts, you have Juan Soto, you have Manny Machado, I mean, Jake Cronin'sworth. Yeah, you have Cronin'sworth. You have uh, uh, Trent Grisham. That's been you know doing what he's been doing. He's been having a very good start to his season so far as well. Where do you think that uh, Tatis kind of sits in that lineup there? Well, I feel like you know as a fan, you want him up there. You want him in between you know a Bogarts and Soto. You want him in the mix of all those big names, but. I don't know. He hasn't swung a bat in a little while. I I don't know why you would put him up there so high. Well, he's been playing down in the minors right. too. You know, minor I mean? so he's getting his reps in at least, seeing live pitching at the very minimum. You know what I mean? I think you put him in that one spot and just kind of let him start things off and see what he could do. Wow, right off the bat, huh? Yeah, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Just throw him in there, get him going. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. But like I said, I I think he should be towards the bottom. Let him, you know, readjust to major league pitching. Get back into the groove of things because minor league ball is not the same thing. That's also very true. I mean, def definitely a different uh, caliber players, a different level of intensity all around. And, you know, so I can I, I see what you're saying there as well. Yeah, I mean, he will play. You got Rugnet Odor in the outfield for San Diego right now. Dude's been a second baseman his whole life. I mean, they obviously need an outfielder. That's true. I guess it comes down to who plays or who can hit it better, right? Because I'm going to guess their defense is going to be somewhat the same in my opinion i don't know like i said maybe maybe tatis has been putting in that work and comes out and wins a gold glove out there which i doubt but you never know you know you've seen crazier things you've seen crazier things oh yeah 
for sure. Mm-hmm. What was another series that stuck out this week? Um, I mean, what well, an interesting one was that uh, Dodgers losing to the Diamondbacks. What's going on there? I mean, the Diamondbacks right now are tied for first in that division with uh, Padres, I believe. If I saw that right earlier, I mean. As well, a Dodgers fan, though, this isn't really a time to worry, is it? Because I don't think so. No, I mean, you're early in the season. I mean, it's obviously not a time to panic for anyone unless you're a Cardinal right now, uh, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, the Dodgers are still, you still got a Freddie Freeman. You still got Mookie Betts there that's going to, you know, definitely help carry the team. I mean, these guys aren't going to go down without a fight, especially after being the top dog in that division for who knows how long now. You know what I mean? I mean, when was the last time a four-game series that the Dodgers lost to the Diamondbacks? It had to have been a while. I mean, when was the last time the Diamondbacks won a four-game series? You know what I mean? <laughs> that too. <laughs> that, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a series like this, especially early on in the year, maybe it gives uh, you know the team like the Diamondbacks some life for the rest of their season. You know what I mean? That's just all those young bucks they got. Yeah, down there. exactly. They got a real young team, and maybe they're just like, hey, we can do it. And now they got some life that maybe pushes them through the rest of the year, and. You know, they become a real competitive team in that division there. You never know. You know, like I said, crazy things happen all the time. Yeah. All it takes, I mean, it looks like they have a pretty good farm system coming up. And, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be good this year and maybe even next year. But, you know, let's say four or five of those guys pan out and then they go sign someone big. The Diamondbacks are a competitive team then. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, like I said, sometimes it's sometimes it's just uh, one move that kind of makes you a contender and really puts you into that spot without people really even thinking that that's what it does. You know what I mean? So you never know, man. You never know what happens there. But I'm still, still sticking with my gun, saying the Dodgers are done, and that I mean, not necessarily done, but done being that top dog that they were for the last half a century or whatever it was that they were. You know what I mean? So nah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm still sticking with that. That's what I'm. That's what my gut keeps telling me. I mean, other than that, over the weekend you had Houston lose the series to the Twins. Are the know? Twins good? I mean, the Twins look pretty good. No lie. I mean, they they're looking pretty good. Um, you're seeing it on the pitching side with who is it, Pablo Lopez that they have over there, Pablo really leading Lopez. that staff. You know what I mean? That was a real good, looking like a real good move that they made there. Well, so, and you would think, I mean, Houston's. Houston's Houston, so for them to lose a series to Minnesota this early on, I mean, it's early. So a lot of these games, you know, you're going to look back in September thinking, eh, whatever. And it never didn't really mean anything. Yeah, it didn't Taking mean it anything. all with a grain of salt, right? It, I, it. So, yeah, I don't know. I I was just very surprised that Houston would lose this series. Yeah, that's, I mean, me too, right? One of those things. The Cubs beat Texas, too. That's another one. I mean, the Cubs are looking pretty good, honestly. Dansby Swanson is really playing playing great ball out there. Cody Bellinger's hitting a couple bombs. When it seemed like last year he couldn't freaking foul one off to save his life. I still don't believe that man's good. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he fix, maybe they figured something out over there for him. Yeah. Who does look good over there is Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman oh, in his yeah. two outings has looked nasty. That is very true. I Marcus Stroman was a guy that I didn't really like. I I. I don't know what it was about him, but there was just something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way um, when he was with the Mets and kind of coming up and then uh, seeing him pitch in uh, the World Baseball Classic and now seeing his two outings out there is like, man, this guy's really out there yeah, just pitching. Re- regardless of – he's very active. He's very social on his social media pages, but you can't – that you can't knock his grind. The dude is good, and he, he focuses so much on improving pitches and mechanics and balance and everything – 
And the movement on all his stuff is stupid crazy. 2-0, 14 strikeouts. I mean, zero ERA against pretty two pretty good offenses, Texas and Milwaukee. He's on my fantasy team, baby. Let's go. I mean, you can't ask for more. <laughs> you cannot ask for more from this guy. That's very true. Seattle taking the series from Cleveland. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, that, that AL Central is going to be interesting. You know what I mean? The White Sox also lost the series to Pittsburgh. Tough one there for Pittsburgh, though. You lose... Uh, you lose O'Neal for four months. Four months. Four with a mo- fractured ankle. Fractured ankle. Man, that's got to hurt. The Pirates are playing good ball right now. I believe they're up there in the division. Six and four. Man, and now you lose your starting shortstop, which, that's, I mean, he was kind of the guy that's carrying that team right now. You get Andrew McCutcheon back in Pittsburgh, too, which I think helps Seems. a lot. Right? But you lose your star shortstop, man. What do you think that does to this team? Well, I mean, what— so my head immediately went to Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds right now is one of the hardest, hottest baseball players on the planet. Dude's hitting the ball left and right. And seeing, knowing that O'Neill Cruz isn't going to be there for the next four months, not saying that, you know, they were going to be contenders in four months, but I don't know. I just kind of feel like that deflates any kind of momentum that the Pirates might have had with, you know, sign, re-signing uh, Brian Reynolds to a contract extension. And, did you see the catcher that was involved in that play? Yeah, dude. He, he was, gets, like, pissed off. Yeah, he was all mad because of, cause of the slide, I'm guessing, is why he was all mad. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the slide didn't look like he was going, trying to make it a dirty slide or the, trying to go after The slide after him. looked almost as if he was, like, surprised that the ball was on him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It looked like he was, like, kind of caught in between whether I should slide, whether I shouldn't slide. Like, and he was I, like, oh, shit, that ball's on me. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's why he, like, ended up hurting himself because of the way he slid. But I think, again, it comes from that confusion where he was caught kind of mid, caught I in slide, between. Yeah. yeah, caught in between, right? Should I slide? Should I not slide? Things like that. You know what I mean? So well, I'm, he's also what six seven? Yeah, six 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 seven. He, might, he like might not know how to slide. <laughs> that's also very true. He might not know how to slide, and that's he was just hoping that you know the ball wouldn't be there. Imagine seeing him slide out there like Trey Turner does, making it look silky smooth as, as a six, six seven. seven. <laughs> you could slide halfway down the baseline, you'd be there. Oh my, no. <laughs> Yeah, man, but I mean, that's tough because yeah, that now, hurts. now Brian Reynolds is going to, I think that puts a whole lot of pressure on him to really, you know, do even more than he's doing now. And I mean, how can you do more than what you're already doing? Yeah, I don't understand that. He's batting 405. He has five home runs, 14 RBIs, stealing yeah. some bags for you. I mean, the dude's doing it all. And I mean, I understand why the Pirates want to keep him around. Dude's good, but you got to pay him. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect it. Just he's gonna take some kind of discount. The dude is good, and I mean, that's what does that what does that say now to all the pirate fans, as well? You know what I mean? He asked for a trade last year. He didn't get it, right? So now are you gonna go trade him before the trade deadline and be completely done? But then you're completely out of it. I mean, I guess you can be completely out of it by the time you get to the trade deadline with O'Neill being gone. But what does that tell O'Neill? Oh, I you're mean, not trying to keep guys around me to help build a team too. Well, now I want out as well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely it's definitely not a good spot that you want to be in. But I mean, let's be real. The Pirates are to a six and four start. They're second in the NL Central. But are they going to keep that up? They have a negative five run differential. That, I mean, that's not that's that's not good signs for sure. Not good signs moving forward, at least you can say. So 
I get what you're saying there. It's we, tough, though. That's can we tough. talk about who's in last in the NL Central? Oh, my God, dude. I don't understand what is going on there. Three Me, person, and six. Three and six, and you're not even scoring runs. Negative six run difference. Yeah, you're, oh, that's so bad. I mean, shout out to Nolan Arenado. Hit number 300 in his career. I mean, the dude's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. No doubt about it. His defense is rock solid. He's got, what, like 10 gold gloves? He's won one every year he's been in the league. Yeah, he's gotten a couple of platinum gloves now, too. I mean, he's definitely, you can definitely argue that he's the best third baseman in the league next to Manny Machado. And oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no shooting shots at Manny because you can fight either way for one or the other. But, I mean, what's going on with that team? Why, 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 why are, why do you have that lineup with Arenado, with uh, Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, with you bring up Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Walker's Walker. hitting nine straight, getting his first nine was games that, of his was career. Was that tying or breaking? That the was record? tying Ted Williams. Ted Williams, yeah, yeah, was the only other guy that started his career with a nine-game hit streak. That's impressive. You still have Tommy Edmond over there as well, right? Brandon Donovan's been hitting pretty good. At least he had a really Nolan good spring Gorman training. Had a pretty yeah. No one go- good series. It's like what's going on? To me, it, to me, it's, it's kind of pitching. Well, yeah, you don't definitely don't have pitching, but you're not scoring runs either. You know what I mean? So it's you can't 100 percent put it all on the pitching. Right. You got to score some runs. Exactly. You got to score runs. You got to score runs to win ball games. So, me personally, I think there's something going on internally. I think there's. Something that needs to get figured out in that clubhouse, maybe. Might be that manager, man. I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm not. Last year, I didn't have too much of a problem with him. I mean, him calling out Tyler O'Neill kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So maybe it's him. Maybe a lot of other guys aren't liking him in there either, but something's got to change. Something's got to change quick. John Moselec, if you're hearing me, something's got to change. It might be you. You might be the problem. Well, yeah, that too, man. Go spend some money. What are you doing? Go get some pitchers. Go buy some people, man. You gotta you you picked up Arenado and Goldschmidt for darn near nothing, man. Yeah, go go spend some money and get some guys to get them a World Series. What are you waiting for? That's what I'm wondering. But yeah, so that's that's a sore spot right now. <laughs> yeah. But what do you do, right? What do you do? What do you do? Move on and hopefully the season gets better. Exactly. Yeah. Well, on a brighter side, the Yankees took two or three from Baltimore. In Baltimore, I mean, they're six and four. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I don't know the mighty mites of the Tampa Bay Rays, we would honestly be in first right now. The Yankees are playing good ball. Aaron Judge hit what he had a. I know he had a two homer game yeah. on Sunday, right? Yep. I mean, the dude's unreal. You know, it's funny though because the Yankees will score. 12 runs and hit seven home runs, but then they'll also get shut out and strike out 14 times in the game. Uh-huh, it's so hit or miss with that lineup. It's insane. It goes to show you, man. I saw the over-under for Aaron Judge home runs this year, and I believe it was at 45 and a half. You taking the over or under? Over. You think he gets more than 45? Yeah. Someone said, yeah, Aaron Judge just needs to pop up, especially at Yankee Stadium in right field. A pop-up, a jam shot go over that fence for Aaron Judge. Well, you know... It pays to be strong, I guess. Man, it also pays to be 6'6", or whatever the fuck he is, too. Right, but yeah. So, Aaron Judge, the Yankees, I mean, that was pretty much the better series. Arizona, we said, took in, taking the series from L.A. And then the Padres taking that one, so. Yeah, so, I mean, where we're sitting now, 
Tampa Bay sits up top of the division. Cleveland sits up top. The Angels are tied with the Rangers in that division. Wow. Two completely, two teams that I did not think would be. I mean, and we're nine games into the season. Okay. I, I did, again, I did think Texas was going to be a competitor this year. I think they got a little bit more, and I think they're going to push to at least a little bit longer than they would have in the, in the previous Usually, years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get the Grom and the Evaldi in that rotation, so that helps. That for sure helps. Andrew Haney, you get him in that line, in that rotation, and that helps for sure. So, I mean, they're going to be competitive, but, I mean, Houston and Seattle were my two bets out of that division. What about the Angels losing that? 6-0 lead that they had to Tampa Bay, that 12-11 game, was it last night? Bases loaded with Mike Trout and Otani. You're yeah. going to bet your house that that, that they're going to get at least, at least an one. RBI. Yeah, at least one. You would yeah. bet your house on that. <laughs> and no, absolutely not. I got to show you, man. Anybody can that's take anybody baseball. out. Yeah, that's, that's just, just baseball. baseball. Anyone can take anyone down at the right at, at the given time, you know what I mean? You never know. These guys just froze up and had one of the one of their moments, right? Or, I mean, the pitcher's just dirty. These are, you know, major leaguers at the end of the day. Yeah, had his best stuff of his life, maybe. Against, <laughs> against Trout and Otani, man. I don't know how you get past both of those guys. Otani is, I mean, I feel like every episode we do that you can have some kind of highlight of his. He had a ball breaking down on his feet that he hit the other way. He hit the, like, left, or, yeah, yeah to he, left he center. Yeah, he went off Otaco yeah. on a pitch that was coming at him at his ankles. Yeah, I don't I don't, just, you, I don't know if you're just so strong. At that point, I don't even know what it is. That's just being made in a lab, I guess, or I don't know what it is, but that's impressive stuff. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Oh, um, Adam du- Adam Duvall over there with uh, the Red Sox, Whew. right? Ooh, that's that's another one that hurts too. Another that hurts. injury that hurts the Red Sox, especially because he was going off too. He, I mean, he was carrying that team right now. I mean, dude was batting four fifty five. Four home runs and 14 RBIs. Dude dude was so hot. And I believe he only signed like a one-year contract with them too, yeah, didn't something he? Something like that. Yeah, just like a one-year deal. And now he's done for what the broken uh, – is it a broken wrist? The broken left yeah, wrist? Yeah, it's a right? fractured yeah. left wrist. That can't be, you know, a month or two. That that has to be – well, you got to think. He's going to get a cast on him, assuming. Then you got to yeah. go and rehab it. Like, that's not going to be some quick little stint on the IL. Yeah, it's got to be, like you said, it's got to be, I would say, a minimum of two months at the very, at the earliest, at the very, very earliest. And then uh, Tim Anderson goes down today also as well. Sore left knee. I don't know if you saw the play, but um, they were, they had a rundown or something like that. And the third baseman throws the ball to the second baseman and then doesn't get out of the way. Tries to get the throw back and then wants to, like, backhand toss it to Tim Anderson that's behind him. Right? So, kind of a mistake on the third baseman that got his own guy hurt. Right. But, you know what I mean? Get out of the way. You did your job. Now move on. Yeah. Right? Says here, he's a sore left knee. He's day-to-day. I mean, I'm assuming he might get the week off if it's his knee. Yeah, hopefully nothing big. Doesn't sound like anything serious. Yeah. Hopefully not, right? Because that would be a big blow for the White Sox too. I yeah, mean, that's that's one of the guys they rely on, especially at the shortstop position, and you know, definitely kind of goes through there. Yeah, another uh, Travis Darno went down with a concussion, was placed on the seven day injured list. Um, that hurts. That's their starting catcher, but at the at the end of the day, they just got Sean Murphy from the A's, and 
He hasn't really been hitting too well over there. Well, in I mean, yeah, either. I mean, it's hard to plug him in when you have a guy like like a Travis Darno, like a Travis Darno. That's true. I guess giving him some time now with Darno going down and he's for a young bit will hopefully help out. Yeah, and he's young. I mean, Sean Murphy's going to get a lot of reps now. He's what twenty, ooh, twenty eight years old. I guess he's not too young. But he's a gold glover. I mean, how, imagine the luxury of that. Your starting catcher goes out, but you have another gold glover sitting on the bench. And he had a really good uh, really good year last year in Oakland. You know, definitely showed out, showed people that he was a, a catcher that you're going to want in your lineup that's going to be able to produce a little bit and, you know, get you some runs and things like that. So just give him time. I think, you know, obviously getting adjusted to the new team, a new atmosphere. Right. You know, a team that, that, that knows stuff. how to win ball games. Exactly. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be another uh, intense kind of a pressure situation as well. Like these guys already know how to win. They're expecting you to come. They won the World Series. What was it two years ago? Yeah, exactly. So and no, kind of it's basically the same team. Yeah. So these guys know. You know, we got to show up to the ballpark and get shit done. And I'm not saying that's not how Oakland is. You know, Oakland is a professional team, but the expectations are very different yeah. for a team like the Braves and a team like Oakland. No, for sure. And, I mean, again, you're battling with the Travis Darno over there to get some playing time. So, I'm sure that's got to put a little bit of uh, pressure well, on you he's been their well guy too. for exactly, years now. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not it makes gonna, it hard. They're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, Sean Murphy, you're going to get, you know, you're going to split time. Like, no. Like, yeah. Darno's our dude. Yeah. And you just kind of have to be around. But this kind of works out perfect. If he goes out and balls out, I mean. Yeah, it gives, gives him a lot of playing time now and gives him that opportunity to get consistent ABs and really be there every day and, you know, show him that he, he, he can be there, that he deserves to be there. But speaking on on injuries, one topic that I wanted to bring up that's been hasn't been something that I have seen in the past before, but it's been this uh, guys going on the IL for anxiety. Yeah, I'm not, you know, that's a it, it's a touchy subject. And here's why mental health is a big thing. It's a real thing. A lot of people go through it, and I, I do believe that. And, I, you know. People who need help should get the help they need and is required. Um, Daniel Bard is on the IEL currently with anxiety. He's a pitcher. You might have seen him for Team USA. He pitched, I believe, that championship game. He started that game, or am I thinking semifinal no, he, game? He came in and or he ended he? up he ended up blowing it. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it went down, but he gave up a couple of runs, loaded the bases. I think walked like another two guys in or something like that. Yeah, I mean that that I do remember seeing him. I'm trying to think of how that game played out. Yeah, I can't remember, but Austin Meadows just went down um, just a couple of days ago with the exact same thing. I mean, placed on the IL due to anxiety. I mean, what do you think? Like you said, it's it's a it's a touchy subject because obviously you know people go through these mental health issues and anxiety is a big thing that a lot of people. I mean, a lot of yes. people deal with right anxiety, depression, things like that. But it's worth mentioning if you are going through stuff like that, get the help. Oh, for sure, no, without a doubt. I mean, look for help. Look for someone to talk to. I mean, there's tons Ask of people for help. out there. Even if it's just family, even if it's someone that you can trust, a friend you can trust, right? Things like that. Anybody. But, but what I mean. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. They're playing, I'm guessing, a game that they've loved their whole life. Enjoyed, yeah. They you wouldn't know forcefully I mean? be there. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's not like it's a job that you hate or it's, you know, something that you're just doing because you just got to pay the bills for your family. I guess it maybe could be, you know what I mean? 
but it's just it's just something I've never seen yeah, before, never no, heard of. Never. You know, prior happening. to this year, I don't think I've ever heard people going on the IL for anxiety. Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, you have Daniel Bard go down with it, and you're like, okay, that's kind of weird. But now you have Austin Meadows go down with it too, and you're like, what's 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 going on? What is? This? Could this be something that's always been an issue, but you know, players might now be a little more comfortable, you know talking about it with their managers or, you know, opening up to somebody in the clubhouse like, yo, like, I got this going on, I got this going on. And maybe that's, you know, why. Maybe it's a little more acceptable now. I don't know. I have no idea what it could be. Do you think it could also be maybe something to do with their performance? Maybe these guys are worried about getting cut or worried that, you know, they might not make a team or worried that, you know, they're only – just worried about making it to the next day. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these guys can be there one day and be gone the next day. Right. right? You know what I mean? Maybe some of these guys are worried and kind of get a whole lot of that anxiety and they just don't know how to handle how it. To you know what I mean? It, right. Also, how does, how does this affect you moving forward? You right. Know what I mean? If you're a guy like a Daniel Bard that's a reliever, like how do teams kind of see you putting you in those kind of situations with that kind of knowing that that kind of stuff right. Is there, right like does this change the mentality for the you know colorado rockies say there's a safe situation are you hesitant now yeah to throw them in there? exactly that's what i'm saying like does that put you back in the mind i mean at first i would hope not but and maybe that maybe that's why they're on the il you know maybe that's what they're trying to work on is not get anxious and it and again this could be their anxiety could be due to something completely yeah, not part of the game. You know, they could yeah. have family troubles. They could have stuff going on at home that's really affecting how they think and play. We don't know. We yeah. have no idea what's causing it. But, yeah, as the manager, like, how are you comfortable? Oh, base is loaded, nobody out. How, you know, Daniel Bard's one of our nastiest guys, but do I trust him? I don't. I mean, I don't think that's where the mentality goes, but it's hard not to think like that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely puts you in a weird spot, especially, like I said, I mean, like you said, maybe it's something that's been an issue in the past that maybe these teams are just trying something new now, saying, look, we're going to put you on the IL, give you some time off, and, you know, let you really attack that and go just attack that real quick, you know, try right. to get that out get of the hold way. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Not let it get any worse than what it is. Exactly, right? Because, I mean, if you can attack that early now and then you come back as well and now, you know, you feel better, you're doing a whole lot better, now you're able to play right. 100%, you know what I mean? That could also be the you, thing. It could all, yeah, it can be just taking care of stuff going on at home, you know, yeah, exactly. kids or wife or, you know, parents or anything. And maybe they're just giving them time like, hey, go take care of that, you know. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, you know, just giving them the time. I mean, because Meadows was hitting, what, like 230, 230, 240, something like that. So, you know what I mean? Nowadays, that seems pretty normal for a lot of people in right. the league, you know what I mean? So. It's tough, you know, hoping all the best for them, hoping they get better and that we see them back in the show, you know, as soon as possible. You know what I mean? At their best, 100%. Daniel Bard out there dicing for the Rockies and Austin Meadows hitting bombs over there with Detroit again, you know, hopefully sooner than later, man. I hope they get better. But moving on there from the injuries, we've had a lot of that stuff. I mean, a look ahead of a couple of series coming up. I mean, anything that kind of catches your eye at the series coming up? We got some good ones. We got that Dodgers-Giants rivalry. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably – the Monday night game has happened, and Julio Urias and Logan Webb have well, gone at it. I believe it's just starting, actually. It might just be starting right now. Yeah, because – It is currently 8.20 Mountain Time. So, 
but yeah, that game really sticks out to me. That's a great pitching matchup. Two elite pitchers. Um, yep. Twins White Sox, I think is going to be an interesting one, simply because the Twins right now are playing good ball. The White Sox, not so much, but I mean, I don't know. The White Sox are just a very confusing team to me. I want to believe in them, but at the same time, I can't. They got a negative fourteen run differential. They're five and six. I mean, again, we're nine games into the season, but regardless, uh, I don't know. I have that's a very interesting series. We got some good matchups there too. Lance Lynn, Pablo Lopez should be good. And Lucas Giolito and Sonny Gray, another really good pitching matchup in that series. Going back to that Dodgers uh, Giants series, that is, they are in the top of the third right now. Giants are up one nothing by a solo shot from Mookie Betts. Giants are, Giants are oh, up. One. The Dodgers are oh, up. The yeah. <laughs> Dodgers are up one nothing by a solo shot from Mookie Betts. I was say I didn't know he got traded to the Giants. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Got a little bit excited there. Mook is on my fantasy team as well. So, yeah. And then we got Mariners Cubs. That should be a you know pretty interesting series. You got Logan Gilbert, Marcus Stroman, and you know hyping up Marcus Stroman. Dude's been nasty. So, you know another Logan, the, Logan Gilbert's been been pretty good so Logan far Gilbert's too. Logan Gilbert's really good. Yeah, he's thrown ten innings so far. He does have a, a loss, but thirteen Ks, three six ERA. I mean, he's definitely looked pretty good so far. So. Right. He's going to be a big key in that rotation well, over there in Seattle, too. And so. not, I mean, I think Marcus Stroman has proved, you know, he has faced that Rangers and Milwaukee lineup, but Seattle's another good lineup. And if he continues to do mm-hmm. this, like, you can't deny how good this guy is or knock, you know, anything that he's done so far this year, which again is only three starts. But Marcus Stroman might be, uh, you know, dark horse in that Cy Young conversation. I mean, you never know, man, the way he's been throwing. All that movement, the ground balls that he does. I mean, everything just moves in or out, down. and The charisma, the passion he has when pitching. You know, he's a very animated guy, likes yeah. to show it. He's not scared of going after anyone. No. That's what I've kind of really seen from him so far. He don't care who you are. He don't care what you can do or what you've done in the past. I mean, he's going to attack you the same way he's going to attack everybody he's else. He's just aggressive in the zone. Yeah, you better be ready for him. I know that's all you got to know is be what's ready. His, what's his brand? Is it... Height doesn't measure heart. He has his own shoes. Oh, he I does. Think. Yeah, I can't remember I what it is. I think that's what it is. So think. It's something along those lines right there, yeah. <coughs> something along there. The Cubs did just walk it off against Seattle. So I'll Take three, game one. Yeah, take game one. 3-2 ball game in the tent there. So what about Sandy Alcantara, man? What happened with him against Philly today? Dude got lit up like the 4th of July out there. Dude gave up nine runs in, what, four innings? Rumor has it is uh, he's got that nickname Christmas tree around the clubhouse. (laughs) Word is he's getting lit up. Oh, my God, dude. It's so, that's just crazy. You come out from your last start, you go nine innings, win a one-nothing ball game to giving up. Ten hits, nine runs, and four innings today against the Phillies. Yikes. And the Phillies been been a little bit on the struggle bus, especially with uh, Harper and Hoskins out. I mean, they come out and they show out, though. Alec Baum looked like he went off today, had a pretty good game. Only six RBIs. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a rough, rough outing. Sucks for anybody who may have them on their fantasy team. That's me as well. Yep, I hear that. <laughs> 
watch watch he'll come out next he'll come out his next out and go though and go another cg with 15ks probably yeah i don't, don't that i don't, can't even doubt it i don't put that past him at this point hopefully not hopefully he starts getting a couple good starts in a row and just keeps rolling from there so we'll definitely see what happens there but how's your fantasy team doing this year i know we play in the same league but uh how's your team looking i guess really really good i'm fairly confident that i should win this league i guess we'll see what happens huh it's it's a week one and you won your first week right i did win my first week and it's worth mentioning this is a double week for my aces so luis castillo and framber will throw twice for me well luis or sandy alcancha will throw again for me too so hopefully he can make up for the negative 18 points that he got me today do I drop Jack Flaherty? Is he bad? I mean, he's got a sub-2 ERA. He's walking a lot of people right now. And the Cardinals ain't scoring runs, so you're not going to get the wins. But, I don't know. He got me negative one point last week. Well, yeah, but again, he, people aren't hitting him. They're not teeing off on him. He's walking guys and then giving up a bloop shot here and there. Hunter Brown, who I did believe was my AL Rookie of the Year. What about Hunter Green? Hunter Green. He's looked pretty good I so wish, far. I wish I could just go up there and throw 103. I would quite literally do almost anything to be able to throw 103. Not, with, even, not just throw 103, but throw it almost every freaking time that I throw a fastball. Well, and it's not even... and It's like... Like, I'm not just touching 102 or 103. I'm not just, like, touching it That's once. routinely. Like, I'm, that's yeah, just... Yeah, I'm, like, sitting, like, 101, He doesn't have to, oh, I'm going to throw it all I got. I'll put all, everything I have in this one. No, it's just casually, boom, 102, boom, 101. That's... That'll be an interesting matchup. He faces off against the Braves against Spencer Strider, I believe, on Wednesday. And, honestly, that might be a really good matchup. That'll be good. Spencer Strider's an animal, dude. That guy, he looks like he's freaking five foot tall with thighs that are like 50 inches wide. Like, I don't understand how you can get legs as big as that guy, but. Do you he, know he's a vegan? He's a vegan? I believe so. That's, I don't believe you can grow legs like that being a vegan. Uh, yeah, he's a committed vegan. Wow. Except for salmon sometimes. Wow. Hey, if you get legs like that being a vegan, I might have to make the switch. Really? Is, <laughs> is that just eating broccoli, or what? What do you got to do there? Yeah. What does that include? What is, is that just what a couple couple plates of spinach in that, or? My goodness, yeah. Oh man, that'll be interesting. But yeah, man. I mean, that's it's been a been a great week so far. Been a great week and a half, I guess, of baseball, right? It's just exciting, man. Like I said, it's baseball season. Your teams are finally up and running. It's starting to get warm here, so you—I don't know—you just get into it a little more. In case you care, the Cardinals are losing against the Rockies six to three. Not surprised. I can't fucking believe that, dude. What is going on over there? What are you talking about? You got the powerhouse Colorado Rockies. Oh my goodness! Brendan Donovan, Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt has two RBIs. Arenado ain't doing a damn thing either, though. Wilson Contreras ain't done shit. Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker's got a hit, so that's 10 in a row. Start his career. Woo! Yeah, man. Props to that kid. That kid's going to be good, dude. He's going to be a guy to watch for years and years to come. I believe he's only, what, like 20? He's not, he's not even able to drink and buy alcohol legally yet. So where where do you, I don't know, 
do they get pitching? Yeah, you have to go get pitching. That, you literally you can't. Ha- you have to go get starting a starting a starting rotation. I don't, that that's their lineup will hit. That will come. Yeah, that'll come. I'm not too worried about the lineup. I mean, the, I I do think personally that you move Tommy Edmond back up to the one spot and you put Jordan Walker in that two spot. Well, yeah, Tommy Edmond is just one of those scrappy hitters. He's the guy that needs to be at the top of that lineup. They keep putting Brandon Donovan up there. Um, they've tried Burleson up there. You gotta put Tommy Edmond and you gotta put Jordan Walker in that one-two punch up there. Jordan Walker's a twenty-year-old. You gotta let him go up there and just have fun being the number two guy right now, because eventually you're gonna move him to that three or four spot, which is totally fine. But right now with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado there, you put him in that two spot. You let him go out, rip some hits, and let Arenado and Goldschmidt handle business right behind him. That's how you protect that kid right now. Yeah. Well. Can you imagine how lucky that kid is with that kind of experience in the dugout? Yeah, you got those two guys for sure, Hall of Famers, you know, in, in the future to come. And, I mean, again, you put him in that two spot. You let him have his fun up there. You let him hit in front of Paul Goldschmidt. And you let the rest of that lineup just do what they do. You know what I mean? And is it Matt Holiday, their hitting coach? I don't know. if he. I don't think he's with them anymore. I could be wrong. Because he was at Oklahoma State. Yes. He was an assistant coach there to his brother, his who's brother. the head coach. Correct, yeah. And I, I don't know. I might have just been making that up. No, he was the hitting coach a while ago. Oh, but he's not anymore. I don't, I don't think that he is anymore, though. Correct, yeah. I know he was there helping out for a little bit, but I don't think he is. But, yeah, man. Cardinal need to figure it out. I think... Ali Marmol is overthinking this a little bit too much. But, hey, what do I know? He's the one getting paid the big bucks, right? Well, I mean, come on. We're nine We're nine games into the season. I don't think it's time to panic just yet. Well, no, but these nine games ain't looking too hot. No, but, I mean, it honestly all just comes down to who gets hot at the right time, who gets hot at the end. That's true. Cardinals can honestly sneak in as a wild card team. That's usually what they are. Play probably the Dodgers or some big dog and pull, pull an upset. And pull a pull a Phillies. Exactly. Pull a Phillies That's from last year. That's yeah. all it takes. You, you just got to get hot. Get hot at the right moment, and next thing you know, you're in the World Series. Exactly that. Fighting for a, fighting for a ring there. But, eh. anyways, there's a, been other interesting little topics in uh, baseball over the last couple of days. What about the uh, no hitter that you lose seven to five on? Please explain that to me. Please explain how you are a minor league, a double A, so not even just independent ball or college. You are a double A pitcher. What was that team? Who was it? The Chattanooga Lookouts won. They beat, who was it? They beat, it was the, I'm not sure who it was. Oh, the Trash Pandas. <laughs> these minor league names, man. The <laughs> Trash Pandas. Who comes up with these? <laughs> They beat them, what, like 7-5? Seven, 7-5. Five? Seven, five. All seven runs came in the same inning with no hit being involved. How does that even, how is that even possible? Well, you know what? I'll tell you. Follow along here. Walk, walk, fly out to the second baseman. So one out. Walk, strike out, two outs. Walk, error on the center fielder. Hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch. Walk. Walk, hit by pitch, strikeout. So these all came with two outs. Yeah. Uh, 
All the runs came in on two outs. All the uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Someone's getting let go. <laughs> how you're in double A and what in the heck? How I many pitches? Show you how many pitchers they went through in that inning. If you want to be honest, I think there was one guy responsible for almost for all of it. That. Not all of it, for almost all. Oh of it. my god, I feel bad for that dude. They. They literally left that guy out there and let Just him cut. Yeah, yeah, they let him out there to dry, dude. Can you like, imagine? Oh, that as the manager, what are you thinking? Uh, he's hit his fourth batter, walked his fifth. Now nah, he'll figure it out. Yeah, he's got one more guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got that one more though. He'll be all right. Seven <laughs> runs, no hits. I don't. I don't get it. I, yeah, that's that's impressive stuff. I man. literally thought it was a typo when I first like got that notification. I'm like, how do you score seven runs without giving up a hit? Yeah, not Jesus. Jesus, that is. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad. And if that minor leaguer isn't sent down, then, I mean, I don't. Back over to rookie ball. Something. <laughs> I, that's bad. You're not in double A. There's guys in our Sunday league that I promise you would get three outs before they give up seven runs without giving up a hit. Yeah, seriously. Jesus. That's so bad. Should have at least soft tossed it in there and well, let the guys point, try to yeah. hit it. You know, like maybe. bad news bears. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and let the guy hopefully one of them pops up or so something. get a little ahead of it. <laughs> you got it. And then what was the other one? The uh, college kid. What was the college kid's name that hit? He uh, hit for a cycle and threw it. Was it a no hitter? He threw a no hitter and hit for the cycle. All in the same game. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but it was I believe. It was Division Two, uh, college baseball. That's so impressive. I mean, yeah, right, right, out there. right here. Brady Ware hit for the cycle through a no hitter. Seven innings, eleven strikeouts, went four for four, with two runs and five RBIs. Shout out to Brady, man. That's impressive stuff, dude. I mean, you go out there, you deal a game, and you're also out at the plate. University of in- Indianapolis Greyhounds Baseball. Hey, wherever that is, man, keep doing your yeah. thing. Your <laughs> name is out there now. People know who you are, and there you go, man. Sometimes that's, that's all awesome. it takes. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's talk, all it takes. Talk about having a day, man. That's impressive stuff. Well, Carlos, uh, getting ready here for the second full week of baseball. Any last things that you have on your mind real fast? No. Like I said, it's exciting times. We're, you know, nine, ten games into the season. It's just Baseball's the best, man. It's such such a fun sport to watch. It's there's competitive teams. I mean, it's it's gonna be a fun year. One thing I really like about it is the grind, man. You get into the those really hot days in the summer and oh, end of July, work. beginning or beginning of July, end of June. You know what I mean? Into August, you really start seeing what teams are you know gonna be able to sustain the full year, and True that's what. That's when things get fun. True athletes. We play every day. Every day. It's impressive, man. Seeing these guys put their bodies on the line like that every day. Well, Carlos, it's been fun again. We thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Woo.